What's going on, everybody? This is James Graham, Master Facts Boys, and you're here for another episode of the Facts Project. Today, very special guest. Always good to have him here. Anthony Stokes, we're here to talk about Tap or Die. His first wrestling comic, everybody. Because First this, wrestling this, comic. First wrestling comic, and note, this is the first one that I've interviewed on, on this particular storyline. And it's good, because I had an advanced copy, and I got a lot of questions for him. So appreciate you being here again, brother. Thank you, man. I, I, I always got to make a stop by whenever I got when I got something coming out, man. Word, word. So in in essence, uh, the, the past two storylines that you had the opportunity to put out, whether it was Intrusive Thoughts or the Decay series. Yeah. Uh, now we're jumping into your third series in a matter of maybe two and a half years. Two and a half years. Yep. Two and a half years. And it's a switch. Yeah. For because now you are taking into not only the fact that we gotten to know you basically just doing uh doing horror or doing augmented horror whether whether it's through intrusive intrusive thoughts but yet in this type of storyline you get to get into something that has heavy interest to you and is one of one of the loves that you've had for a very long time and that happens to be pro wrestling Mm -hmm. what brought this on what brought it on was i was when I when I go to me personally, I feel like I got into comics late, like later than I would have liked. Right. Mm-hmm. When you see pre pandemic like these 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 guys that were early adopters, they were able to grow these massive fan bases, you know. And so I'm trying to catch up. So I'm, I'm reaching out to people like, yo, you got any ideas you want to go half on and stuff like that. And my boy, Christopher Curtis, he said, I got I got a wrestling idea. And he came up. He had the idea for Domino Iris. It was a character dick. He had a, he kind of had had a bunch of like kind of ideas floating around, and I was like, okay, yeah, wrestling, like cool. Um, that can be a little bit more broad. That could be a good contrast to to the stuff we've been doing. Mm-hmm. And then I I really injected it with a lot of my personal stuff I was going with in my career, and then it kind of became my own thing. And we kind of broke off, and then Curtis let me let me have the have the series essentially. So it was just me looking for more projects. I want as many, I want as many issues as I want a huge catalog. You know what I'm saying? So when somebody right. comes to me as a new fan, they have, I want 20 books. I want 20 issues on my table by like the end of 2025. Like that's my goal. So I just, I was just looking for stuff, like trying to grab up stuff. Right. And, and, and even though you've had the opportunity to put these series out at a, at the pace that you've been able to do so, it hasn't strayed away from the fact that you are, I mean, aside from the fact that you're constantly on social media, uh, plugging away, marketing the books as much as possible, it doesn't take away from the fact that you're also sitting back doing the outlines and brainstorming and writing as much as you can. Yeah, man, it's getting hard nowadays to write too, man. Like before I started, like two things I missed before I started making comic books was like I could consume so much media. Like I think the summer before I started K, like I would I watched like Bojack Horseman, I watched Death Note, I watched House. I was just consuming so much media, and I can't. I don't really have time for that anymore. And I used to write more. Right, and bro, it's exhausting. I just, I just don't have any energy left, bro. So it's definitely like I'm not trying to go at this pace. I think like right now, this is supposed to be the chill year, which did not did not pan out. But I truthfully believe that <laughs> it did not pan out like that. I truthfully believe that like 2020, 2024, 
like I'm working on a bunch of stuff and in 2024, I can just, I'll have everything done. It can be like a nice release and then I can like scale back a little bit. I, I, yeah. I would hope. Yeah. And, and no, I mean, I've kind of seen firsthand how many issues you've been able to do at this time. And I can almost, because once again, I'm not somebody that puts out comics on a, on this basis. I happen to have the opportunity to talk to you guys about the, the projects that you're putting out there. The fact that you have, a lot of your time to basically market these books and you still have all this time to write these books. And yet you still have to find inspiration to write that next best project. So yeah. it's almost like outside of the norm. Yeah. That whole taking in that much of mass media that's being out there, watching a lot of TV, reading other books and everything, just catching that next wave that might not, that people might not necessarily see. I, I kudos to you, man. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm paying for it. You know what the interesting thing is though? I don't I don't market as effectively as I could. Essentially, I'm focused almost entirely on just making and building a catalog. Mm -hmm. Like I don't do a, a whole lot of rewards. I don't do like I, I, I do interviews, but I like that's pretty much it. It's like Twitter spaces, interviews, tweets, and stuff like that. But I think once I'm able to once I'm able to bunker down and kind of, because, because in reality, whenever I'm planning out, whenever I'm kickstarting this series, I'm worried about the next series nah. and then the next series and then the next series. So I don't really have time to sit down and like intricately like roll out and make a schedule. It's like, bro, I'm just, I'm just winging it. And then people like it, like basically. So it's, it's a good, and, it, and it's good that people are are responding like they are. I don't think I have like the, the, I'm not getting the highest, average pledge i'm not getting the highest return but i do think that i i am expanding my fan base which is which is great that's true that's true because now um in turn from taking into a massive market like horror and now jumping into a pretty much a juggernaut in mass media which is pro wrestling yeah you know like like people tend to underestimate what it's what its value has been to just American TV over the past 40, 50 years, if need be. So storylines like this in comics, for it to be based on particularly just the the plight of pro wrestling, especially from somebody that's like purely starting out and then wanting to reach the epicenter, because a lot of people don't see that part. They just see the superstars for what they are. Like more recently, you've been able to see like the next series or AEW, the pretty much the subordinates to uh, WWE and everything like that. But what era of pro wrestling would you say stood out the most? Like what was your shit? Is it the shit now? Is it that 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 superstar rock era? Was it the WCW WWE area era with the NWO? Was it anything before that? Were you catching pay per views in the eighties with fucking Hulk and uh, the Giant? Like, you know full well I was not catching pay per views in the eighties. I was. <laughs> I was born ninety three. <laughs> I I was like the like kind of the Stone Cold the Rock kind of that was kind of my era. Okay, you know what I'm saying gotcha. like late great 90s. era by the way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And what I loved about like Stone Cold, for instance, he was like. I just love how abrasive he is, you know, how arrogant he is. And then I kind of internalize that with kind of like how I approach like my public, like my, my public facing persona as well. Mm -hmm. 
And, and it's funny that you bring up Stone Cold Steve Austin because I strictly remember a King of the Ring, and I think somebody posted it recently where he won King of the Ring and he beat the shit out of Jake the Snake Roberts. Mm-hmm. And Jake the Snake Roberts is a, a legend. He's getting yeah. dragged out of the ring, carried out by like two people, and is literally Stone Cold having that first moment of the basically Austin 316 cussing him out. Like basically, I'm here to destroy legends. Don't don't ever bring that guy back into the ring because I'm gonna destroy <laughs> him again. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it, that that's the persona that between him, The Rock, uh, Shawn Michaels, you know, like they they just personify wrestling. So when you bring into a storyline like this, uh, incorporating a character like Domino and his, as I talked about before, his plight through the lower levels, lower level divisions, and what he's doing as far as a talent level and a skill level to all these uh, veterans in these lower levels, that's might be a little bit cocky, might be pissing off some people, but yet he has a goal. But the thing is, he also hasn't even realized how big of a business this is yet. Yeah, like I said, it it kind of, it, like I said, it mirrors my trajectory from my combo career, at least as I see it, you mm-hmm. know, and that whenever I have an idea, I'm looking for the soul. And, and what I mean by that is I'm looking for the thing that I can empathize with the character, like what part of me, you know, like Decay was me dealing with grief, you know, like Intrusive Thoughts was me dealing with anxiety and loneliness and depression and then this is like me dealing with like rage you know just dealing with like just being like just just festering you know and being like very ambitious okay because i what i saw out of domino was a lot of ego i mean there's that too (laughs) there's that there's that too and and that's something man that oh my god ego and i'm sorry that was a big talking point so those who don't know like and you you follow me so you know this like Mm -hmm. i had I got into a lot of clashes with like basically like you said veteran basically veteran yeah you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I used to be a, a, a you know a lot more abrasive and I kind I've kind of I've kind of chilled out but during that time when it was when it was heel turn Stokes it was like ego came up all the time ego in comics like mm-hmm. arrogance in comics oh self grandizing all this stuff all this stuff kept coming up. And it just peaked in early 2023, which which is when I wrote uh, Tap or Die. Mm, okay. Yeah. Got you. So you were enabled to incorporate this time period, a lot of it into this comic. Almost exclusively. Like if 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 I if I didn't have the experiences I had early this year or late last year, the comic book, the, the comic book would look completely different. Mm. Um, and it's the same thing, you know, it's like the people, you know. Is is people that have been here for a while, and they don't they want you to pay your dues, and and that's fine. Paying dues is fine, but they want to treat you, you know, like you're you're lower than them. Mm-hmm. They want you to act a certain way. They want to gatekeep. They want you to do things a certain way. And you're like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. And they don't. The system don't like to be bucked. That's why right. I keep saying <laughs> I'm trying to buck the system. The system does not like to be bucked. Hey. I can tell basically through that first interaction. I, I think the 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 first interaction he had with another wrestler outside outside of the ring with uh with Bone Crusher, Bone Crusher, yeah. Where, where basically he told him to go get uh go get him go get him something to drink after, and he was like, "Well, there's a vending machine down there. You, yeah, you can go right down there and go get it." He <laughs> was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you get me to you get me to get me to drink." And he sees him over there with it, 
yeah. and Domino was drinking it in front of him. And he yes. called him disrespectful. He was like, well, you was disrespectful to me. Man, this is why I love interviewing with you because you really pick out like the intricate, I, I, I keep, I'm, I'm, stop, I'm not gonna try. You could you pick out the nuances of it, you know what I'm saying? But like essentially, yeah, ex- exactly. It's like you expect me, you me not tolerating your disrespect is disrespecting you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You, you like if I disagree with you, this because this is something I never like. We can curse on here, right? Yeah. I told my supervisor to suck my dick once at, at my old job. <laughs> like I'm not, and, and I'm in comics and like, you can't disagree with people too hard. You And right. when I say that, like you, you, when you disagree with them, you gotta be like, look, you're brilliant. You're amazing. But I think you're wrong. Like you couldn't, right. that that's the kind of shit. It's like, bro, I'm not here to massage egos. Frankly, I'm not here to massage egos, bro. I'm mm-hmm. not here to make you feel better about your inefficiencies, your deficiencies, I'm here to I'm here to make comics. You know what I'm saying? If you want to help, you can help. If you don't want to help, you know, just leave me alone. But it's like it's always like this right. middle ground of like people being like, hey, I want you. And then, and then when you're like, yo, what do you want me to do? I don't want you to do anything. You ever heard that? Like, I don't I don't want yeah. you to do anything. It's like, yes, you do. You clearly want me to do a certain you know yeah. set of behaviors. Just tell me what that is. <laughs> like, right. tell, and, and it, it was so it was so much of that. It was so much of that. It was so much of like moving goalposts and being like, hey, you're not as good as me. It's like, no shit. I started this in I, my first campaign was August 2021. Right. I would hope you'd be better than this if you've been doing this for five years, six years, seven years. Um, But it and, and, and like I said, I, I've had a lot of really great people that have been doing this for a long time that took me under their wing. And I, I'm super appreciated those. I was those just guys. about to ask that because, you know, aside from that, even though you've had these these interactions that you're speaking of where people have provided some type of backlash or be have been disrespectful yes. it's not displacing the fact that people have been more than genuine yes and provided some sort of mentorship it's 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 actually more so and it, and it's kind of i try to find a balance right i try to find a balance between hey let me big up the guys that are like helping me out right the people that are helping me out uh, you know, shouts out to Pat Shan, shouts out to Richard Fairgray. Um, those are those are my guys. And yeah, there there is a lot of that. And and then but it, it's a, it's like almost like a bad apple spoils bowls a bunch kind of scenario. But no, I wouldn't I wouldn't be anywhere without the the mentors that I mean not wouldn't be anywhere, but I, I like my trajectory went way up once I started talking to these guys that were willing to be like, hey, you know, I like what you got going on. Here's here's what I think. And matter of fact, there was a um, I, I don't know if you remember this thread. I talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. This comic book pro- might not exist. Okay. This comic book would not exist without two things. I'm gonna get spicy. Um, so people told me, you know what a page turn is as far as a comic book? Yes. I said, I said basically I don't care about page turns because when I'm constructing a comic book page, I want something eventful to happen every page. I want every page to have a reveal, you know, right. like ideally. Mm-hmm. And then I also said that. When you're talking about a lot of the a lot of people that are going to read your comic are be digital, you know. Yeah. So I was like, in that case, I want something bad about. I don't want to. I don't want to move or reveal to the next page just so somebody can turn. And then people push back and said, "Oh, they they, they started freaking out and stuff." And it became fuck page turns <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> he said, "What?" Like, and and that to me, I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, if one person has an opinion of how a comic book is structured. Yeah. And it works best for them. Yeah. 
why not that be the thing? Because I know I've read tons of stories where dialogue, 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 dialogue. Yeah. Climax. Yeah. Cliffhanger. Yeah. At the zero. Yeah. It's it's I mean, that's the thing, though, whatever works for you. Right. And then like it's unfortunate. People hear the fuck page turns. They don't hear the fact that. Hey, it's you know, it don't hear the fact that people are like ganging up on you or telling you if you tell me I need to do a technique thing, bro, it's not gonna go well. Right. <laughs> it's not, it's not gonna rock. None of y'all are paying, y'all are buying my comics, you're not paying for my comics. I'm gonna do the, do the fuck what I want to do. And right. then so because I made that comment, we like it's just like, oh, he's disrespectful, he's not respecting what oh, this is what everybody does. If you're telling me, if you're telling me to do something because everybody does it, I don't care. That's not a that's not a reason. And if you're telling me it's because Oh, it's to build suspense. I try to build suspense on every page. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and it, it 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 was it was that and that happened. And then that just like just started like a bunch of mini kind of arguments and then just, you know, things just things just snowball and snowball and snowball. If it weren't for that, the the book, the book probably wouldn't probably wouldn't exist. And <laughs> this book would not exist as it as it is. Right. And it's just like, look, bro, do what you do what you want to do. Like if you think that's what makes it, and if you want, if you want my honest opinion, I think a lot of people need technique. Those right. those people, I've been writing for 15 years, bro. For maybe maybe longer than that. I've been writing, yeah, I've been trying to be a professional writer for 15 years. I've been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. I I eat, sleep, and breathe writing, bro. I had a nightmare last year. You ever wake yourself up from a night nightmare? Of course. I didn't wake myself up because I was like, oh, this is good. This is good. Like I was like, this could be a good scene. Like I I I eat, breathe, and 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 live this shit, bro. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm go, I'm going to have a leg up on people that I, I feel like I have a natural talent for this. That's been cultivated over many years. Right. But if you don't have that, then yeah, you got it. Some people have to believe in technique. Some people have to do that stuff. So I think they take it as an affront when you, when you're like, yeah, fuck your, fuck your technique. I'm not saying fuck you. I'm saying your particular thing that you have to do to, to write. I, I don't need it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost the same analogy of, uh, somebody going to the gym and doing the exact same workout every yeah. single time that they go there. And then they wonder why they go into the mirror and they don't see results. Yeah. So people that trick their muscles to do other things, they find out that they, you know, they, they look better in front of the mirror than they did when they were just doing the exact same workouts every time that they came up in there. You know, if you, yeah. if you keep doing the same thing, repetition on repetition on repetition, you're going to get stale. You're going to get tired. Yeah. And the thing is, if people are coming up with new techniques to do a certain thing, they're sometimes seen as crazy at first. Yeah. And then two to three years down the line, they're seen as innovative. And that doesn't, that's what doesn't matter. That's kind of the disconnect for me is I'm like, yo, that the, 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 the guy that's bucking the system, the guy that's doing new things, mm-hmm. that's Robert Kirkman, that's Alan Moore. That's all these guys that y'all idolize and y'all hold up in this high esteem when somebody comes out and says, I'm going to emulate these guys and internalize it. It's like, what are you doing? You're yeah. weird. You're not these guys. No, I'm not Robert Kirkman, but I would like to be Robert Kirkman one day. I would like to embody the stuff. It's like it's like for y'all, the things that they're doing is lip service, but I'm actually trying to do this stuff. I'm actually trying to innovate and stuff. like. Right. And it's not just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, l- let me be clear. I'm not the only person doing new stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was the most vocal about it with the like with the I was like the newest person to be be extra vocal about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, and it ruffled a lot of feathers. Well, even in the same sense, like if you were just like somebody that was like a talking head and you never made comics, 
Yeah. Like, like if you put out one project every year and but you talked your ass off on social media, <laughs> it, I, people would probably be like, yo, you ain't doing shit. What do you keep talking for? But the thing is, you've actually put out close to three projects this year. If not, what, three projects already? This three, year? I'm at three. Yeah, three right now. Three projects in 2023. Yeah. You, you almost got a right to talk shit because it's like I'm still making more comics. Two new projects. You know what I'm saying? Because you got a manga and you got a comic series, a comedy series that you're still working on that's going to be coming out pretty soon. So it's like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like if, if you weren't doing anything, people could have almost not necessarily the right to talk shit, but they could probably talk shit. But you're not. You're actually still working. Yeah, I actually got into a, a big disagreement with somebody and then I like stood my ground and they were like, you know, we, we end up being cool because it's like, OK, yeah, like it's like, but but exactly is is I'm I'm new, but I'm not stupid. And if I started my career before the pandemic, oh, my God, there was less there was there was less competition. It was still it was. new. And yeah. oh my God, there was so much money on the platform and it's still money, but it's it's harder. It's harder to carve out that niche. Oh yeah, because everybody's fighting for the same customer. It's like, yeah, if y'all start when I started, oh my God, you wouldn't even be having this conversation. Right. Like, y'all, and I got people, I do Twitter spaces. People shit on me for doing Twitter space. Nobody uses those things. And like, yeah. I build a community through Twitter spaces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the people that I'm working with, I got two work for hire jobs recently from from Twitter space, basically from people I met predominantly through Twitter spaces. Right, you know right. What I'm saying so it's like I'm getting paid for the shit. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's it I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to I'm not trying to get too wild up but nah it it, it is frustrating but you know they basically told me to like you know shut up and make comments but okay are y'all sure y'all want me to do that because I'm 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 smoking y'all like y'all wasn't doing this the first two and a half years. Right. Yeah and it just gives me all the motivation not it all gives me all the motivation I need basically. True. And then back to the comic, yes. because you you brought up the fact of the um the whole element of page turners and wanting to add an element of suspense, probably in every single page, every page. You know what I'm saying? We talked about I think I had a conversation with with Chris Moses and we oh were God. absolutely we were bringing up the fact that, you know, NSFW work, artwork <laughs> being being somewhat of an additive to a lot of people's comics. This is the yes. first one. Yes. That you, you've added that. Chris loves NSOW, boy. That's what he's all about these days. <laughs> but, no, but, 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 look, right. but think about it. You think yeah. about if you just took a scroll through mm -hmm. an entire Kickstarter, because most of us that, that basically buy Kickstarter uh, projects and most of us that buy comics, you when you're, your, your algorithm gets messed up and it's all comics. But if you scroll up there, pretty much a good... 50% are all NSFW. It's a lot of NSFW or it's a lot of like IPs that exist already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like shouts out to Richard. He's about to do um, XYs of Frankenstein. So, I mean, that's just an example. You know, it's it's a lot of IPs, but no, you're, abs you're absolutely right. And then my consideration for what my, cause the reason why I did NSFW this time was because it felt like it fit, right? Like I couldn't, I would never do it with the care and truth of thoughts because that's not what those series are about. But this is about wrestling. Right. Mm -hmm. This this felt like the perfect time. And also I want, okay, how do we use sex to explore characters and themes? Just like Game of Thrones does, just like Sopranos does, mm -hmm. just like um, Breaking Bad does. So there are a lot of prestige stuff that uses sex, sometimes graphic sex. 
so it, it felt like to me, yeah, it's like maybe maybe too much so sometimes, but to me, to me, it just made right. it just made perfect sense. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, you you added that into the book. Not only did you provide like a variant cover to where it was available, but it's actually in the book. So that, yes. that dynamic between Domino and Iris shows out in the later pages. Yes. Now, I mean, so exactly. to continue, um, we get Domino running up through the lower levels, begging for matches. Yeah. Finally gets a decent shot. The it's big not, shot, really. You know what I'm the, the the biggest of big shots. Um, and more so we don't get necessarily any type of um know-how as to who the commissioner is, like who exactly he is. We see him for what he is, but necessarily you're not seeing the behind the scenes of what he does to make this organization work. Yes. And necessarily, he's like, Okay, you've been injuring my fighters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like uh you you've been you've been talking shit. You've been mad disrespectful. I'm gonna give you a shot. Yeah. But ultimately, in the long run, there was a lot of digging going on. Those first couple pages, first two pages, yes, of of this book almost look like they're totally separate from the entire book. Yes. And one is a landscape scene mm -hmm. of the town, I guess, where Domino grew up. And yeah. there is a a shot way in the back of VR, like this virtual reality, augmented augmented reality. So you know almost that in the later later pages, when it does pop up, there's an augmented reality scene. It's a it's a it's a match that nobody has ever seen before, and mm -hmm. it starts to mess up the psychology of his head. You almost realize, or or take for instance that. There's an element of science fiction in this book. There is. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the idea in the background, I want it. It's like, you know how Blade Runner has, it's like, it's, I mean, which, you know, it's dystopian, but essentially it's very close to what, what's happening now. Yeah. It's like where there's money, there's a lot of money, but anywhere outside of that is it's slums basically. Yeah. And, and they said that what the, uh, this, I, and I'm not even sure who the character is, but he said the, the Everybody knows that the poor keep getting poor and the rich keep getting in and it stops. Yeah. And it goes to basically a young domino watching TV, doing wrestling moves on his bed and everything like that. But more so than not, it took for a little bit of a tidbit from his past to pop up during one of his biggest matches for him to basically shudder and proceed to get his ass whooped. Yes. Exactly. So that's and and like I said, that's kind of people have said how, how what's it like this massive shift from decay and choose the thoughts to tabernacle. And I don't I don't look at it like that. I think of it as a natural progression of decay, mm -hmm. where um, decay was definitely character focused, but this is almost more personal. It's more nitty gritty. It's more um, it's more specific in its characterization. And yeah, absolutely. It's still it's still character focused. It's it is a sci fi thing. It is it is like you have these little details that, you know, hey, go back. And I want a book. I want you to, I want to write books where I hate I, I hate when people act like a book. Everything has to be immediately identifiable in a comic book because that's not the way Saga works. That's not how One Piece works. Yeah. That's not how Watchmen works. That's not how Sandman works. So why do you expect that out of me? 
that everything has to be super obvious. I'm not going to play to the lowest common denominator. You know, I want something where you go back and, and, and read and try to look for these little details. And when you when you go back and read it, everything was everything was set up. Yeah. From from the beginning, everything is called back. And, and then also it's like what they end up doing to screw him over. It's like, wow. And immediately because Donald's kind of an asshole. Like, yeah. He, yeah. And then so it's like, OK, he's kind of a, we get it. But like, OK, now we're on his side. Like now the motivation is clear. Right. They mess with his head. He's beat up. And yeah, he's going to. So now you feel justified in the revenge. And hopefully there's a catharsis when he starts to get revenge. And it, it, it almost like when I first read it, the first read, I thought it was a Westworld situation. And pretty much Domino was still a kid. That would be interesting. That this whole thing was just strictly augmented reality. And then I literally just got left with that page and I got to wait till issue two. That's how I felt first reading it. Yeah. I'm working on issue two right now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I was like, wait, is is any of this shit real? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because basically if, if, if they gave an augmented reality into his past to where he's completely unabound to what the commissioner is doing to basically, I, and, and and I'm, I'm coming to realize that basically the, he fucked the commissioner over so much that he was like, all right, let me bring this, let me bring this dude down to my level real quick. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it's, it's a thing of like the commissioner is stacking the deck against him because that's, it's almost like that's what he needs. Yeah. Like he needs, he needs that extra motivation. And it's like that, it's like that dance where him and the commissioner, they need each other. Right. Like yeah. He needs to stack the deck. He needs him to to clear the deck because these fighters are getting older, you know. Yeah. So no, I think it's a I think it's a great dynamic, and and I'm glad. I, I I think, like I said, this is the perfect blend of like something like the K and then like a broader a broader series. And I think the character stuff is really going to come through later later issues. Yep, and you could tell that Randy was in on it as well because basically before the match started, he was like, "Look, bro, you about to be real famous after this." <laughs> yeah, and I love the fo- I love the foreshadowing. I love the like the breadcrumbs, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's it's also like an inversion of like the whole Rocky thing. Like this yeah. is basically the plot of Rocky, and then like it's like when he wins at the like you lose at the end of Rocky, it's like it's like happy, you know what I'm saying? It's like okay, you you know you got your shot, you you but you're still a winner. It's like. At this point, he's at rock bottom when he mm-hmm. gets when he gets rocked. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, and he and he been sunning cats for yeah <laughs> for this whole comic book until he gets to this point, and he got thrown off his game. So yeah. it's more so now. Now you do you you got this necessarily necessary evil to where he's going to get brought down to this pivotal plot point, and he's got to build himself back up. Hopefully with the help of Iris. Hopefully, and the thing is, maybe even through her trajectory, she he might get lost in the sauce. She might end up becoming some type of champion and anything like that, and he's still living down here being broke. They might not even see eye to eye anymore. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the dynamic is like, and she is like the lighthearted. She she she's like the lighthearted. And he's like hyper focused. So they're a good match, but they will their dynamic will change. You know what I'm saying? There will it will be. She's like. She's like the the voice of reason, essentially. Yeah. Where she's like, he's like, he's like fired up. He's mad. And she's just like, hey, let's calm down. Let's try to let's try to look at this practically. You know, right. and I basically wrote a character that would be like the kind of best friend I would want. You know, like that's that's what. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. yeah. She's not going to like bullshit around with any type of answers that she's giving them. She's straight to the point. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Tell you like it is, you know, fun, like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yep. Now, so now uh, let, let's let's call this comic book a let's say it's an action comic because yes. of, because of how much it is and how much is brought into it. Horror, action, comedy, manga. The fact that you have the ability to weave through a lot of genres and everything um, because of how you want to build up a catalog, per se, as how you how you put it. Um, what do you, what do you say to people who stick to one genre? Like, like, like say like, uh, when you got like a person like a Stephen King or something like that, that literally, I only do horror. It, how much? You know, it's interesting though. That's not true. And that's well, the, yeah, that's the yeah. great thing about Stephen King. Okay. Cause he has stand by me. You know what I'm saying? Like he has, um, he, I, I almost said misery. He, he does have non hard stuff as well. Right. Okay. Not to not to blow up your spot, but no, no, no. no you're absolutely right. And and I, that's what I see. That's what I value. Like my favorite director is PTA, okay. Paul Thomas Anderson, mm -hmm. because Paul Thomas Anderson Boogie Nights is one of the best movies I've ever seen, and that's like a black comedy kind of drama. And then There Will Be Blood is like a drama horror thing, you know, you and also never, historical fiction. Historical fiction. He's reinvented himself four or five times mm -hmm. you know he, he doesn't make movies um licorice pizza is like is like boogie nights but not tonally it's way lighter than than mm -hmm. than boogie nights um punch drunk love is completely the master is it's it's like he he's always reinventing himself and that's that's what i like in the right. artist now here's here let's talk about the pros about writing staying in one genre right yeah because is, is it with him is it there an overlying theme Throughout all four of those, it's just that he's weaving through it with different like counteractions. You know how they say romantic comedy, yeah. But yet there is slapstick comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like his what his movies are about isolation mm -hmm. and like, um, like being unable to relate to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what all more or less. I haven't seen the Phantom Thread, but that's more or less what. And then you have like other genres, right? Like you have like. You know, there will be blood is about greed. You know, the, the yeah. master is about religion. But like overall, that's the umbrella of what all his stuff fits under. So that's the unifying thing is like, I can't relate to other people, mm -hmm. you know, and if I do relate to other people, what are the consequences of this and how does it change me as a person? That's more or less what Paul Thomas Anderson movies are about. Um, But to to be a specialist in a genre, right? Well, that means it's easy to find your audience. If your audience is horror fans, you're gonna find horror fans. You're gonna you're gonna continue. You're never gonna like lose them as long as you deliver quality products in that thing that they like. Right. You should be getting better at writing horror. Now, here's what I will say, and this is what I experienced, and this is why I'm writing a comedy and a fancy manga and a, a wrestling. Hey, you like comics? It's like, yeah, you like rest? You like horror? No. And it's like, okay, I'm cooked. Like, I I have I better <laughs> right. I'm done. It like and hey now that i have intrusive thoughts on the table and then decay on the table and i can say oh decay is more of a thriller than intrusive thoughts is more horror and then if i want to stretch and then have a wrestling you like wrestling and so whatever basically when you when you walk past me at a con table i want something i want something for everybody for anybody 
I probably won't do kid stuff. It's just it, that's out of my wheelhouse. I'll say that's one thing I just can't I can't yeah. put myself in the headspace. Maybe one day. I'm about to say there, there's all ages where there's it all ages stuff. Yeah, because it's not it's not necessarily for kids, but it's more so it's a broader audience. It's you know almost like a major. Though? It's almost like major IP. Like um, recently, uh, Star Wars did the Star Wars Adventures, but it was like Disney Junior. So they did it for yeah. kids about basically the younglings. Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, though, is like, here's what my favorite kind of stories are. I like raunchy, heartfelt comedies like okay. Judd Apatow, or yep. I, I like, you know what I'm saying? Or I like pitch black thriller dramas that are like misanthropic and make you depressed. Like, that's the kind of, those aren't for kids. You know, that's the stuff I study. And, and so I'm sure, I'm sure it will happen. And, you know, I'm sure it will happen, but that's the only things. But um, I think the, the the con, yeah. The, so the benefit of doing multiple genres is I have something for everybody, and then um, I'm I'm picking up little. See, when I write, I don't think in terms of purely that genre, right? When I'm writing, like like when you look at a lot of really good stuff, right? When you look at BoJack Horseman, when you look at Tarantino, when you look at PTA, when you look at um, everything, everywhere, all at once, when you look at Parasite. These mm-hmm. things don't, they have a base genre, but they, they are able to exist in, in segments of multiple genres. Like yeah. Parasite is a horror movie. It's social commentary. It's, um, it's a comedy. It's a black comedy. It's, yeah. it's a heist. It's all these things when it needs to be. And that's, that's what opened up my mind to like, I, I want to be genre list. Mm-hmm. And then, so let's take a look at tap or die which I think is probably the, the most emblematic of this so far in my career. It's like, you got the sci-fi. It's like a wrestling. It's like action. It's got comedy. It's got romance. It's got like all these interval moments because when you, I want every scene to be great. I want every scene. I want, I want, it's like texture, right? Like yeah. when you eat yeah. sushi and it's There's- like, you got the country, the country tuna, you know, you got the soft rice. You, got to, yep. you want to stack textures. I don't want you to feel just one thing while reading my comic book, I want you to feel multiple things. And, yeah, and, you got and, romance and you got betrayal in it as well. Everything it's got it's exactly and and also and 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 I want to I want my fans to be ready for for that. I want my fans to be ready for left turns. It's hard to do left turns. It's hard to do hard left turns. It's hard to really surprise your audience when you're leaning so much into the into the genre. Okay, when you get. When you get the um the good stuff, when you get the stuff that like n- it really catches you off guard, it's when you genre bend. It's it's that's you know when Parasite turns into a horror movie for a little bit. It's like oh mm-hmm. shit, like this is crazy. When BoJack Horseman turns into a one of the most heart wrenching dramas I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you you get the you get these hard and fast. You can't do that. Or let me say it's easy to do that when you have a mastery of, of every genre. If I'm mm-hmm. writing a comedy, I can write something that's horrific. I can have a nightmare sequence in a comedy. Yeah. Um. Look at, know, look at look at Barry. Barry, exact. No, Barry is exact. Oh my God, Barry is a great example. Exactly. You're looking at all these things where these guys can do different stuff. So I can, I like I said, I consume a lot of media. I I consume a lot of different stuff when I was when I was you know. When I was 18, uh, well, no, when I was 17, I, when I got a job, bro, it was the summer. 
it was a lonely ass summer, bro. I would just get Redbox. I'll get two movies on Redbox, watch them shits, return them shits the next day. And I I rented a hundred movies from Redbox. They sent me a free, they sent me a, I, I got a free coupon for a free um, movie. And that was in July. That was July. Oh so <laughs> that's, that's what I was watching everything. And that's one thing I miss about like the early parts of what, what would become my career was just the fact that I, I could watch anything. I could watch but, everything. I had yeah. the world of just media to consume and now I got to be more selective, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the fact is, I, I believe that a lot of, a lot of creatives at one point were massive consumers. Yes. Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big one. Kevin Smith. Like, yep. like shit, even in music, like you look at a person like Questlove, how many fucking records you ever, like you ever seen him, like there's like a YouTube of him show, showcasing all the vinyl that he has. And he was like, no, I've listened to all this. I don't collect all this shit. They're all worn and beat the fuck up and everything like that. <laughs> like, like all them records are beat the shit. And he was like, I listen to this shit constantly. Speaking of speaking of no genre, um, a tribe called Quest, you know, yeah, and and again, it's like people are look you all this stuff we love is so innovative, and then y'all are like knocking people for trying to be innovative. It doesn't but, it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense, you know. Yeah, the same can be said for 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 tribe because they were seen as corny in the beginning because of the things that they were doing and how they dressed and how yeah bewildering the sound was but the thing is they looked like that and then everything was just dope like yeah. they, found that they were like let me just like close my eyes real quick i don't have to look at them at the moment and realize that the beats were fly q-tip is fucking awesome and the dude they got in support with fife is absolutely phenomenal yeah so absolutely man that's what it is yeah, man. I'm glad you brought it up about doing the multiple genres. And I think like that's one thing. If there's two things I want to be known for, it's like the ability to write in multiple genres and then the like being good with dialogue, you know, and I still I, I still feel that way. And I still I think this has like phenomenal. Like one of my favorite lines is um, he's talking to Bone Crusher. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I've been watching since you was a kid. You know, you was always getting your ass kicked. And it's yeah. like it's like those like it just has so much punch and so much character and so much and it, it just says so much you know what i'm saying like i always think about dialogues i want dialogue you want multi you want things that work on multiple levels and when i think about a line of dialogue like that works on a thematic level like yo i watched you as a i watched you as a kid like you're you're old you know what i'm saying like it's yeah, brash that's the first this yeah <laughs> yeah but no yeah exactly like, like i'm in the like, same room with you doing exactly what you do yeah, They're like I've watched you since I was a kid, which all first off, that's the first disc. Yeah, <laughs> like, you was getting your ass kicked. Was always getting your ass kicked. <laughs> Who wants to hear that? You know what I'm saying? So no, I think I think, and I think this is gonna be a great series. I think it's, we're just getting started, man. I think no, I, I feel like with a series like this and the fact that it's very open ended, to yeah. where like you're not necessarily in any type of cognizance of where it could go. I actually have the story. I have the the overall story mapped out. Right. But the yeah. thing is, there's always an eraser at the end of your pencil, bro. <laughs> you, you know what I'm the, saying? The length is already determined, right? Uh -huh. I'm 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 a plotter 100%. Okay. Right? Because the more you have figured out, I, it was this tweet that I hated. It was like, "Oh, star, star they didn't plan out Star Wars. Don't be you do you don't have to plan stuff." And it's the the Star Wars like the new trilogy. And it's like that was a problem. Like that's that's the issue. 
with that. You know, mm-hmm. like they didn't even have an end goal. Like you don't have to have everything worked out, but you should have an end goal. Right. But I, I have an end goal in mind. I'm thinking right now, if you had to ask me, like maybe 20 issues. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. like seven volumes. You know it's it, it's the it's the 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 Game of Thrones doing shows beyond the written story type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't have a completed version, but since you guys are going so fast and everything like that, you know, I'm going to we're going to separate. I'm going to continue to write my <laughs> book in my form of fashion. Y'all go ahead, you know, do the last two seasons how you see fit. And y'all let me know how that works. It was the last four seasons. They were ass. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> but and that I, that was, you know, that's interesting. Is that's the opposite problem is like they, well, eh, I guess it, it depends. Like they had an ending in mind. And then the problem was they worked towards the ending too much. Yeah. Like they just rushed it, man. And, it was crazy. And then the rub a little bit of dirt in it. They was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we're we're working on a Star Wars movie. They shut that shit down immediately. Immediately, bro. We're working on an HBO show. No, like, uh, no, no. You, Confederacy? No, <laughs> yeah, no, we're not doing that shit. <laughs> that shit was insane, bro. I, I can't, I can't believe, bro. But nah, like that. I remember they said like themes are for book reports. It's like you don't believe. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm with you because I remember seeing that. And I was like, these motherfuckers are crazy. It's stupid. It's stupid. What do you mean? The ending is the most thematic ending I've ever seen in my life. What are you talking? What the fuck are you talking about? Don't bring it up. Star Wars? No, we're not doing this. You're not. I'm so happy. And I I got in trouble because I was like, yo, I hate those dudes. You know what I'm saying? Because I have such a love for the craft. It's a spit in the face. It's a spit in the face for an amazing book series. Mm -hmm. It's a spit in the face for... Because when you watch those seasons, bro, it's like the, the costume design is amazing. The hair design is amazing. The set design is amazing. Special yep. effects are amazing. The, action the actors amazing. are amazing. The, the score is amazing. Is nuts. Everything is fucking good, but the script, like everything <laughs> is working on a 10 out of 10 level, except the script. And you have like, you have like kamikaze this shit into, into like where it's like unwatchable. Like I'm, yeah. it's, it's insane. Cinematography is good. Like it's, 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 yeah, it's crazy. And it was, it's like, we haven't heard from him since. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and in the same breath, we ain't heard from George R. R. Martin either. <laughs> Which sucks. He's chilling, but we want to hear from him. We, no, we do. We do. When, he, when he says I'm putting it out, I'm, we gonna be like, all right, thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Well, thank yo, you. man, I appreciate you doing this with me again. Um, for one, uh, you've always seemed to push the push the envelope as far as where comics are going. And even in the short period of time, within two and a half years, you've had the ability to not only put out intricate work and but you've been able to do it decisively and put out a massive amount of work at that time. Within those two years, I mean, shit, it's been an entire entire series with the K, a startup for intrusive thoughts. Now we got Tap or Die. You're still working on a couple of new projects. So keep working. That's all I got to say, my man. There could be a reality where I drop five, five, uh, yeah, four new series this year. It could, it could happen. But look, man, if you put a slot on your door where they can just feed you and just lock that <laughs> motherfucker, feel free. You know, real quick, and I know, I know, we're wrapping up, but I also think I'm taking advantage of the fact that like writing is the least laborious part of the process, right? Right. So the benefit of being a writer is that you can work on a bunch of different projects. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the it's everything's compartmentalized. So that's that's a good part. Yeah. And it, I mean, shit, the Basquiat at one point had canvases all over a room one time and he was just fucking up shit. 
<laughs> and, that, and then all of, all of a sudden just called a bunch of people into the into his room, not even did no shit on an art room floor and yeah. then walked out with like five hundred thousand dollars chilling. You know, it happens sometimes. And he was like, yeah, I was just up here for like 10 days. I just got inspired. And what y'all think? What would y'all pay for this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. That's the one right there. But word. Word, man. So like, once again, I appreciate you doing this with me. This is always good having you on. Like I said, it's a must stop whenever I do a campaign. Because some campaigns I do 30 interviews. Some campaigns I do five or six. But this is definitely always a stop. My man. All right, so for James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, Anthony Stokes, Tap or Die, still live on Kickstarter right now, so go out there and get that. Thank you for being here, brother, and we are out. Mm -hmm.